Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Wem will you wear wigs? Willkommen in der Big Top. Mein Name ist Barney und heute ist mein Gast Diaper Style. Diaper Style has been in the kink community for a long time now, and you may have seen his stylish branded diapers kicking around the internet. Since getting to know him, I've been fascinated both by his crafty approach to fetish and his weird and wonderful kinky stories, so it was only a matter of time before I wore him down and convinced him to join me on the pod. You can give him a follow on Twitter at DPRStyle. If you get the chance, please rate and review this podcast. I would love to hear from you, whether that's to shower me with praise or inundate me with threats. Today, the circus is in Berlin, Germany, and I invite you to join me as we go under the Zirkuszelt. How do you do? Huh? How do you do? I do great. How do you do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about... Um, those crazy wacky experiences because you i've had so you huh? for, i mean crazy and wacky is more your job so uh, yeah but also like i think you've had more out there sort of kinky ones <laughs> in terms of you know shitting in someone's mouth oh but like i always want to start with those kind of like weird embarrassing stories that are kind of like weird and um, embarrassing oh, well okay my stories are all weird and embarrassing okay, I don't so, know about so, yours. so the, the actually one of the weirdest things was uh, you know uh, when i was 16 i had like the first gay experience uh-huh. i thought like okay mm-hmm, this is fun want to have more so we go out to this thing called internet which used to be a pretty new thing back then no not not that bad but you know because uh, you're so, 57 years old of course <laughs> so here so here i go on my first with 16 on my first uh online sex date uh-huh and it was a guy same age as me Wait, sorry, sorry 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 so you met this guy online when you're 16 yeah okay for sex and it was it was the second this it was the second gay sex in my life and it was the first uh-huh. online sex yeah i i went down to the efficient way pretty quick you're 16 and you've met someone online for sex and it's only yeah. the second time you've done exactly it. so 
Which, by the way, we can have a conversation about safety online and what you should and shouldn't do. And blah, 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 yes, blah, blah, of but... course, but you know, it's it's uh, it's an important uh, conversation. But at least it was a guy my age, and uh-huh. you know, and okay. I would say, you know, maybe 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 this is not the best uh, story concerning safety, but it's it's still kind of fun and nothing bad happened. It just uh-huh, was good. super weird. Hey, we're not here to be perfect. So I'm, I met this guy and, you know, I was living back with my parents. And so uh-huh. he, but he told me, yeah, you know, I live with my father, but he's not home for tonight. He's out of town for a couple of days. So we can meet at his place. And so we did. And we were like going down and dirty on on, on the living room couch. And while, while I was uh, vigorously humping him, and suddenly the door opened and in came a mildly obese, bald-headed, gray, elderly man in a fire, fine ripped shirt and tighty-whitey briefs. Came in, but did not really react. It was just like for him the, the most normal thing ever in the world. And just passing and so, so, so saying, oh, don't be disturbed. I just need to go to the toilet. Okay, okay. And then oh we hear, and, and then I heard the, the 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 sound of like door closing, pee noise, and toilet flushing. And I was asking like my host, uh, "Who's who is that? You told me your father is not at home." Oh, that's not my father. This is just a guy. He he has a room for rent here. He lives with us. And I told him, "Yeah, of course. This is makes it a total difference." <laughs> I don't know. And then of course the guy came back back to his room. All done. Go on. And like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So this was like, this was like super weird. Oh my god! You you told me the story. I didn't know that was your second time ever. I didn't know you were sixteen. What the yeah. fuck? That is so weird. It is, but you know, it it always it always it, it already like I don't know. It set the record or set the mark, the bar. Yeah, nice. Or whatever. So yeah, this this was uh, fun. Um, then wait, uh, how did you then get into diapers? Um, I would say actually this the first kink I ever had, really. So I I had like very vague thoughts of it when being twelve or something like that, or even earlier. Actually, I can remember that a friend of mine um, had a sister. And she had one of these playhouses, kept her dolls inside and everything. And to play family or whatever, there were some disposable diapers in there as well for her, uh, for her, her little dolls. And those kind of oddly fascinated me. I never like sneaked one or, or tried it on or whatever. But, you know, it was like the presence was thought provoking. Mm. I don't know. Okay. And as happened, he himself had uh, like a bedwetting sheet. Under mm-hmm. his under his covers, like one of okay. those plastic sheets. Yeah, and I thought that was oddly fascinating as well. So these were like the earliest sparkles. Uh, yeah, and from that point, it kind of progressed and evolved and everything. Then you know when you you are like uh, I have to remember. I think I was thirteen when I started to like being able to jerk off or whatever. And from that point on, and then the whole coming out thing and gay thing like occupied my mind. So there was no so much room for like fetish or whatever. But it still was like like somewhere in the back of my mind. Okay. And then I had to settle and sort out, you know, the whole coming out thing and oh, your first laugh and whatever. And then like the first, the first time, yeah. Well, and in in between when I was like fifteen or something, I bought my first pack of diapers for myself. 
it was Pampers Trainers, which were oh, wow. like, yeah, like one of the first pull-ups for bigger kids, uh-huh. you know? Okay. And I, they kind of fitted me. Yeah. And I like, you know, no, I hit them somewhere in the basement under a pile of rubble. No, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're super paranoid. Yes. Oh, of oh course my you God. Are. Yes. Of course you are. Oh, At that oh, age, but... so paranoid. I didn't even want to own anything. I, I had like two things and I would wear them when I wanted to and I would like hide them. Yeah, of course. I, I think that's pretty brave, actually, like even having them in the house. Like I, I, yeah. And it was... And and I remember what 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 freaked me out uh, at that point. I mean, today it would be like like a no brainer, mm-hmm. but uh, as a kid, I didn't have my own room. Oh right! Uh, like only the last two or three years, when my brother already moved out, then it was my room. But that was not a problem. We got along very well and uh, and still do today. So uh, nothing wrong with that. But it all but it means, of course, you know, if I want to play with myself or whatever, there is only realistically the bathroom and it's just not fun to like put on a diaper and then stay in the bathroom for six hours and it's not yeah. really it, it it could raise questions so uh <laughs> so i would do it on the way outside like you know going to like a cafe or whatever going to the toilet put myself into a diaper and then just walk around the city or whatever wow and yeah you know i did this very rarely because you know super paranoid and yeah. you know but I remember one day I did this and it was like in my happy mode. And suddenly I bumped into my grandmother who was in the city for shopping. I don't know. And she was starting to talk to me. And of course, you know, it was like I had bulky pants and it was like a super tiny uh, pull-on brief. But of course, I, I started instantly to grow beet red and pumping hard and whatever. Then she wanted like, oh, let's let's go have a coffee somewhere. And I was like, oh, no, no. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I actually, I'm heading home. I'm busy. I have homework to do. <laughs> whatever. Uh... So this was like like the early years. And then the first time I really tried it like with adult diapers and like, like another guy was when I turned 18. Um, okay, because I was gonna ask, you've had this like crazy experience with that guy walking in. Did that? Did you kind of then just go like, oh, I'm just gonna go for it, you know? <laughs> like someone's seen me have sex. Actually, already. as far as I remember, we finished the job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Was, yeah, but did you just kind of throw caution to the wind and think like, okay, let me try diaper sex? Meeting the guy. When I was eighteen, yeah, were you just? Oh, kind of like... uh, at that at that point, I, I had like uh, fetish and kink dates already, so right, right, it was not, yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I was always pretty. I, I I always knew where to to where to go to have fun, you know, put it like that. <laughs> and uh, so far, nothing. I mean, I also had my stupid mistakes and sex accidents and whatever, but yeah. it, they never came out of a lack of care. Let's put uh-huh. it like that, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes stupid stuff just happens. Yeah. And yeah, and, and and I mean weird stuff. Very weird was when I met I once met a guy who picked me up in his car because he lived a little bit outside of the city, but he seemed nice and trustworthy or whatever. And then we were sitting there, and he asked, uh, "Hey, uh, is it okay? I feel a little down." and tired from the workday, is it okay if I take some speed? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, and you know, my, my personal drug policy is, I, I, I don't have a problem if people take something, but I want them to stay at least somehow on the same level as me. 
you know, not not they should not dose themselves completely, so that they are basically like, hello, are yeah. you with me? This kind yeah. of thing. But I, I told him, yeah, you know, if, as long as you know your limits, okay. Then he was, yeah, okay, fine, thanks, thanks. And then he was taking speed then he was super super yeah speedy you know he was a uh, speedy gonzalez he was hyper hyper and so oh. after 10 minutes he he told me well uh you know what I, I i'm afraid i'm a little over over the top now um but that's no problem because i still have some ritalin no 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 and i take okay. the ritalin to calm me down <laughs> a little bit and it was and at, this, at this point at this point i already thought like okay this is leading nowhere at least not to uh, sex but i'm <laughs> i want to see the show i don't know you know i told him yeah okay whatever so he took the riddle and then he thought no oh, you know what this took, made me a little bit too too tired but of no. course I, I, because, of course i have the cure just a little bit of speed and this went like three of three or four times you know like seriously I, yeah i don't know he, he did this a couple of times until he i don't know get the equilibrium or whatever that's so fucking dangerous and then and then with red eyes and totally over he told me yeah okay i think i'm ready now like uh yeah let's 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 do the sex now and i was like uh yeah no <laughs> not not really and he was like super sorry and said yeah i know i have a problem at all yeah <laughs> yeah. So yeah but then then came and you know this is like normal gay sex drug drama i don't know <laughs> but then he asked me the 1 million euro question do you want me to drive you home oh my god <laughs> an offer that i thankfully rejected but that was like that question was like <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, do you want oh, wow. to drive me home? I hope that person is okay, and I'm also glad that you were okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, and stuff like this, just, yeah. These are the weird whoa. stories you remember. Oh my god, whoa, 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 whoa. And that was just, that wasn't even, that wasn't even kinky play involved. No. You, you went through all this. <laughs> and then there was this guy that was kind of cute, but also saddening a little bit, But and I hope he does well. Um, I had a date with this guy, you know, and I was like 18 or something like that as well. Uh -huh. And he was like uh, my ballpark age wise and living at home as well. But he told me, yeah, you can come over. Parents are not, not at home. And so we did. And he was, uh, so his family was from Egypt, I think. Uh, so yeah. he was a Muslim boy, which means a whole other, uh, bunch oh. of problems with coming out yeah. and stuff. No, you told me. And that. so we were in his room and had some fun. And then suddenly I could hear the door open, like mm. the flat of, of the apartment, the apartment door. And he got super panicked, me as well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then, and he, he, he rushed out of the room, but obviously it was not his parents, it was his sister. And then I could overhear the conversation, uh, like they were screaming at each other. His sister basically saying, you cannot continuously bring over guys to have gay sex with them you know that i do not care i wish you well but mom and dad if they find out they kill them i don't yeah. care it's my life i know but <laughs> and they were giving it at each other and it, like in the middle of the yelling like after 10 minutes of yelling i like quietly put on my my, my jacket and shoes and like sneaked past them it's like, just yeah <laughs> goodbye <laughs>
I would have just stayed. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you know, no, I, that, that was like, there was some too, way too much tension everywhere. Oh, but that was, that was um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's hard. That is hard. And then, of course, in Berlin, in the scene, you meet lots of super interesting guys of all different kinds oh, of... Oh, sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, Berlin, wow, that, Berlin really changed so, my so, life. So the, the thing is, you, you, at a certain point, you don't even realize weirdness you know because it comes <laughs> yeah. kind of normal it's more like if you go then to the muggle world or like i don't know go back yeah. visiting your families for two weeks or whatever yes and you are and you are kind of uh, and you're kind of lacking weirdness it becomes that, kind of the the normal the normality becomes kind of suff- suffocating you know yeah oh my gosh like now sometimes when i'm with vanilla friends i'm just like what <sighs> Oh, what, this, what are you talking muggle? about? Yeah, what? Shut up! This this this, so, this whole oh yeah, uh, on my car I got this super nice uh, seat cushion. Mm, uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. so much more so interesting than what, what's the uh, yeah. office doing? Oh, you know, we had re evaluation week. It was so exhausting. It's just like yeah, it's when they're it's... talking about their relationships, and I'm like. Give a fuck. What are you talking about? Well, I, he did this and I don't know. And is this weird? And I'm sort of in, oh, I think they're jealous of that. I'm like, Shh, what? Just uh. talk to each other. Not yeah, to me. shut up. Like, why are you talking to me? I don't care. I just want to. Nah, I mean, this is all fine as well, but it's just this, this lack of weirdness. And yeah. And, and uh, what I, what I especially triggers me is people who take themselves so super serious you know i take nothing serious it, 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 especially not myself but um, life is too short but you know people who are so buttoned up and so drained of all fun not only drained but you know like, like wrenched out every uh-huh. single drop yeah of fun Okay, so hang on. When did you even... Were you, like, in the Austrian scene before you came to Germany? Or did that all kind of happen, like, from... I came to Berlin, like, 10 years ago. And back home, uh, I was in the scene, but not very intensely. It was more, like, private Mm -hmm. play with people I know. And then especially mm, the whole diaper thing is just a private fetish. You know, there are no... Where I come from, there are just... Or used to be no such parties or events. Because ABDL's become huge now. It is, yeah. It's uh, certainly getting more and more uh, popular. And not only so much about people are more proud of it or like like feel comfortable with showing but also uh, it gained more acceptance uh, among people mm-hmm. who are not into it and totally. into other kings so yeah yeah definitely so this whole you know it's it's weird it's creepy oh yeah and it's d- disgusting because of pp and poo poo or whatever you know this whole, whole whole kind of things i mean this is maybe still there with people but I think they are increasingly able to tolerate it just as one other legitimate yes. king among others. But do you know why? And 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 you know and and you know having and you see it more and more you see like painted puppies yeah, and everything in it. And and this way it gets more and more it infiltrates more and more other kings oh. and so people people don't take notice notice anymore. You know, for them it's yeah, like yeah. just just like the leather guy would not care if a rubber guy passes Which by. Which is in funny the... because it's so. It seems like it's happened so quickly, but it's no wonder. I mean, first of all, 
like half of furry Twitter just came out as ABDL, which I, which happened mm. all at once and was like a domino effect. And, uh, you know, we've all known that for a long time, but it was interesting to watch happen. But it's because of like people like you. I mean, honestly, you your whole sort of brand, I guess, is like making brand. But you know what I mean, is, is like making diapers cool, like diapers as fashion, making them fashionable and making these kind of fun, creative ways of saying, look, this is just me and I'm just being cool and being myself. And it's not, it's not all those preconceived notions. It's not all these, you know, creepy or whatever the fuck people, you know, might assume. And it's, it's because you have been putting that out there that you've like really helped to normalize it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would not overestimate my part in this. I wouldn't underestimate your part in this because I definitely saw, like even I saw, I think your stuff before I met you and I like was aware. I, I, I know what, what, what you mean. Yeah, I think there's a, there's definitely a ripple effect of. Yeah, definitely. You know, everything you put out on the internet has a ripple in, in good ways or bad ways. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it encourages other people to do it because. Yeah. So, like, so I always like the most when I see people reacting, not only reacting, but uh, getting inspired or. Mm getting an idea out of it to try something their own. And, you know, this is, this is the interesting thing that, uh, that like perspectives are so different because you're telling me uh, that I helped popularizing it, which I would like to take credit for, but I, I, I heavily doubt that I had big influence, but then uh, we all know that's not true. And then uh, like at the Folsom, I was sitting in a restaurant mm -hmm. and a guy like tapped on my shoulder and uh, yeah, I told you that before, I think, tapped on my yeah. shoulder and said, hey, and not, not even himself, but he's, I mean, he tell, told me, hey, a friend of mine would really like to meet you, but he's uh, shy and, and scared, or I don't know, is it okay if he comes over and say hello? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And then uh, there was this guy who was like super nervous, like, oh my God, it is you, and I follow you for years, and I love I love your art so much, which is, you know, it's not art, it's boredom and glue. <laughs> but but this is what, I, what I'm trying to say, perspectives, you know. Boredom and glue. This guy comes to me and my humble profile and says, oh my God, you're so awesome. I'm shaking to meet you. And, and I was like, yeah, calm down. It's just, it's just play, play, okay. old me. Yeah. No, I, okay, so actually doing this podcast, I've had that moment so many times now because I've gotten to interview people who I'm like, oh my God, oh, hi. And then, because you know, I got someone, actually two people recognized me at Folsom and I was like, recognized what? Like, I, well, okay, I guess the, the, the clown. But also, yeah, recognized what? I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's nice. I, it, it's very flattering and cool. And it's so great to meet people like that because then it's like, wow, okay, clearly this has far more of an impact than I have. But I also can't wait to see then like what other people do when they, because I, I, the whole reason I started this was because I was like, I wish that I had seen more people growing up just being themselves and doing all this, the kind of stuff, yeah. like talking about it and normalizing it and, you know, making it less, feel like it's n not as weird because then maybe I would have had the like bravery to do it sooner. Okay. I really, really need to be, so I'm going to go pee. Um, let's take a quick break and then, uh, and then come back. Don't look at me like I should go and get padded because I 
Are you panicked? Uh, not at the moment, actually. Mm. <sighs> I have so many diapers. That I yeah, see, I have, I have not enough. So you know, it's a little. Okay, bit well, like, I'll bring some when I come in. It's a little January, bit. When, but... It's a little bit like when you buy a bag of weed. You know, the first <laughs> joints you roll are super filled and heavy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and then the more you get to the bottom of the baggie, it's a little. Ah, maybe put a little less uh-huh. in this time. Uh-huh. It lasts longer. <laughs> yeah, the same. The same works for uh, for disposable razors, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, the last one of the pack always lasts a week. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. No, I've been using a disposable razor for so much longer than it. Like, I need to throw that thing away. Um, you no, know, when, it, when, it, when it turns from cutting the hair to ripping it out, yeah. then you should. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. To taking off just a few layers of, of, of <laughs> epidermis with it. Um, okay, uh, let's take a quick break and then uh, we come back. Ah, much better. Okay. PP done. Speaking of, when did diapers become, when did the like fashion diaper thing happen? When was that, when did that like click? Uh, that is a good question that I, um, the first times I tried something like this, I think I have the pics in my profile somewhere. It's this uh, very early Adidas diaper. I... That like blew my mind. The first time I saw it, I was like, it looked real. Wait, was Twitter where you kind of, like got your start where that like happened for you or were you on tumblr first i was on tumblr first ah tumblr boy i mean i was on tumblr but i wasn't like mm. doing much yeah and then then they came they came like the big tumblr apocalypse uh, outcry because of uh the sex ban which turned out to be i mean my profile yeah. is still there yeah 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 i i, I decided <laughs> to stay with twitter because i like it better as mm. a platform and it really gave me a yeah. boost yeah you know? there was like a a, a guy that I used to play with a lot back at home. Uh-huh. He was, he must have been around 50 or 60 when I was like 18, but he had, you know, he was a super nice guy, lots of experience, huge uh-huh. playroom with a shitload of toys. You know what they say, uh, it needs an old horse to learn riding. <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had, we had plenty of fun and with him, I mm. could try out basically everything uh, uh, and uh, the diapers like as well. And one day I just realized, you know, I'm into sportswear and into very, I'm a very visual guy. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to, 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 to fashion and to sportswear and to Skelly and to logos and branding and stuff like that. And one day it, it was really just this, this obvious thing that takes time to realize is that like a diaper basically is a big empty space. Yep. That is useful. Useful. So, um, yeah, so I decided to try it. And it looked good, but uh, I never, you know, it's it's one of these things. You, it's not like I, I that I would constantly uh, put myself in something like that and then sit in front of the mirror and masturbate or whatever. It's it's more, you know, when I wear, di- wear diapers for myself, it's for the feeling and the comfiness mm-hmm. and yeah, also the, yeah. The, the the kink, the sexiness, whatever. But I don't need to make a big fuss of designing it. Like I did occasionally, and then I. Uh, decided to share it on Tumblr and it proved to be popular or likable or whatever. But only when I like switched to Twitter, it like really took off and uh, or took off. I mean, it's, it's not that a big deal, but it increased and I don't know. And I got and uh, I got uh, more motivated because like because of the resonance, you know, people liking yeah. it, leaving comments, writing oh, messages, totally. sharing, yeah, yeah. and. Hmm. 
meeting new people who like, like motivate you, inspire you, whatever. And, like this whole kind of interaction like motivated me in like making it a thing or making it my own. Or I don't know. You kind of have become like the fashion diaper guy. <laughs> oh, come on, fashion. I don't know. For real. I mean, it's, like it's not. It's not fashion. It's. It's. I'm. I'm a brand whore. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> the the diaper brand whore guy i mean because like so many of my first times like my first spreader pants experience was with you and then my first like layering experience oh and then obviously the printed diaper i remember actually when you it was like magic to me when you made that puppy diaper in like 10 minutes and i was like okay it's simple fine i get it but like the amount of umming and ahhing and preparation and like shit that goes on in my head whenever I need to do anything. Like when I made that Team Rocket one, that took me fucking forever. Just because I, I like, I don't know, you you do it so fast, but it's always so good. And I'm like, okay. Like, I just can't do anything on time ever. Also, like, I mean, so like I draw and I draw cartoony kind of styles, but I don't bash things out like that. Like you, this is clever and also super creative and also super cute looking like uh, you work really quickly and really well like in 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 a way that i just so i really hope somebody appreciates what i do i mean i know people do but it... they totally will how can you not i mean i don't know maybe like i think everything is kind of impressive but but then again i have so few skills that <laughs> when people have more than two i'm like fuck wow Maybe I should have. Because, you know, in England, we do, like, three subjects in when you finish school. And that really fucks you up for life. What? what like, like, the final exams you take in, like, three? Yeah. Really, three? Three subjects. Yeah. Yeah. I Which is crazy. I had seven. Which is a great way to set kids up for for life, as opposed to the English system, where you have to specialize so early. So I haven't done maths. I haven't studied maths since I was 15 years old. My maths is terrible. Mine too. But my, my problem uh, was, you know, we have a similar problem when you turn 14. You have to decide like which path to go through the education system. Oh, yeah. You know, it, to me, it was very weird because suddenly I turned 14 and then these people came and tell me, hey, you, you are 14 yeah. years old now. Tell us now how you want to spend the rest of your life. Yes, yeah, and this yeah, yeah. was terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah, and it was same, super. Same. And I and I thought always the guys are suspicious who always had like a plan. You know, being twelve or fourteen yeah, and already weird. having their life planned ahead. But this is the thing: they don't like their kids, so they don't know shit. And most of the time, it's that their parents have made that you know said that this is going to be the plan for them and whether or not that works out is like 50 50 right like sure some people just know what they want to do and that's great but i don't think most people do like i certainly didn't and so i chose the subjects i liked and i liked drama and fucking you know english and art and stuff but I didn't choose useful. I wasn't interested in useful things. I was interested, and I went to the kind of school that was very like. And now you know, this is exactly the problem we have, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. Okay, but wait, don't you have more options in university? Because we have to choose our subjects before we go, and that's it. Like, if you change your mind, you have to drop out and apply for a different course somewhere else. 
What do you mean? So like when I left school, you have three qualifications, you have three subjects, oh, and yeah, you see. can use those to apply for one subject at a university. Oh. And you only study that? Uh, no, university system in Austria is pretty liberal. You can pick uh, at the university every everything you want. You say, I want to be a doctor, and you are terrible maybe, but yeah, you have every right and every chance to try it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing is you're asking teenagers to whittle all their subjects down to three eventually, and they have to, like, then that's all you've got. So if I wanted to go and become a doctor, I'd have to go way back and redo subjects, like, at the age 14 level. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd completely have to redo things, oh God, which is, is so stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. And it just means, like, I couldn't apply for most things. If only there was an option for being a kink podcaster, it would have made my life easier. Do you know what? Like today, I've just, this whole week I've been fucking, I don't know. We're in the last days of Twitter. It's dead and it's it's horrible and it's horrifying and everything feels like an infernal hell. It is super horrifying for me. And if it really closes down, it's, it's like the contacts I made there. The people I stay in contact over Twitter and all of it just because one stupid man-child... I know, honestly. Man-child wants a new toy, then the toy does not work the way he wants to, so he yeah. breaks it so so that nobody else can play with it. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It's, it's, it's depressing. But I, I don't know if it's because we all know... I don't know. I've been getting a lot of messages and follows like this week already and i'm like is it because we all know we're all about to go so we're just saying fuck it and talking to the people we want to talk to and <laughs> trying to use it i don't know like listen i listen if some young tech savvy gen z or millennial wants to come along and make a platform that allows not safe for work content and is you know is maybe like 18 plus and has a zero tolerance policy on hate speech. Fucking great. You'll be a millionaire, billionaire probably. And like, we would all use it. But isn't this just the way? It's always the fucking kinksters who get kicked out first. And no, no, no. It's, it's, the, it's the kinksters and the weird people who built the communities in the first place. Right. And then get. And then it's basically the same like gentrification, basically the same thing, you know? Yeah. The weirdos, the alternative people, the gay people, the queer crowd. Whoever, you name it, come yep. make something cool. Oh yeah, let's move in this neighborhood. Then they have their jobs and then they have their children. Then suddenly everything is closed and the, the neighborhood dies. And suddenly they are standing there and thinking, huh, this used to be a more fun place uh, than yeah. it is now. It makes me think of like, um, people are saying they want to go back to Tumblr now. And I'm like, I just don't like that idea because like there was a reason we left. And yeah, they're and not... the problem with Tumblr was it was so uninteractive. You no, know, because right. just the way the way yeah, Twitter yeah. is built is very exactly. good for, for quick responses, quick yeah, impressions. Yeah, and in the moment. Yeah, and very in the moment. Like Instagram is great, but it's not like I can just... Tumblr was more static. Twitter is like, like a street when, when you come to fetish. Twitter is basically like a Folsom Street Fair. Totally, everybody, totally. everybody posing and presenting his outfit and his genitalia or and whatever. And you can immediately interact. <laughs> exactly, with said genitals. <laughs> 
Well, if you're into that. Exactly. Sure. exactly. And Tumblr, Tumblr, on the other hand, is yeah. as if I place my pictures in yes. an art yeah, gallery, yeah, yeah. let people look at it, but then I leave. You know? Yeah, you can read my essay, but not actually talk to me. Yeah. And it's the same with Instagram. It's like, I can't just post what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know? and, it's, and it's prude. And I know. And, like, and, and so, so, it's, so for me, it's a no totally. option. Because, you know, what I, can, what I do, I cannot do on Instagram. Yeah, like so most no. of what I do, I can't put on Instagram. And it, it bums me out because it's just like, I want to put live action stuff on there. And I want to put... You get reported for having a fucking pop hood. It's ridiculous. It's the same. It's the same with with like porn filters or this laws or those laws. The fun thing is, as soon as somebody in the physical world thinks, "Oh, I have a smart idea. I close down this. I do that," then it takes the internet, the hive mind of the internet, about three days to come up with a workaround mm-hmm. resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tumblr. I mean, you can still find porn on Tumblr because. You can just track down repos. That is that is the reassuring thing. But well, we shouldn't have to. The problem is, the problem is that Twitter is so concentrated. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. Everybody is there of the kink community, and so if it falls, that would mean that up to the point where maybe another platform rises as the new standard, it will be the, like the community will be shattered. Well. Because nobody, nobody takes, nobody makes five new profiles. Exactly, and the other thing is, like you know, okay, maybe Mastodon will be the new thing. But again, I hear it's very complicated. And until someone makes something more simple, it's like when people are going back to OnlyFans now, and I'm like, no, just because they realized how important sex workers are, and they like need them as the the backbone of the community is sex workers. You can't just change your mind and go, oh no, actually it's fine. You guys can stay. No, fuck you. You didn't. You you didn't want to have us. But the thing, the thing. But but OnlyFans. I thought all OnlyFans was always pretty nice to the no. They no. They started out that way, and then they tried to ban sex sexual content when they got big. Yeah. But then exactly. they realized. Yeah, they like realized. Twitter, they're like, oh, so everybody realized social media with paywall or without paywall. Social media, you know, you cannot run a social media platform solely on I don't know soccer moms making yoga right. and some hipsters reviewing urban. Street I mean, you food. can, but also there needs to no, be but no, another. But nobody, nobody's going to write right, right. on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you also need well, and and it was a different re- like it's the same few banks that put the pressure on them to to do that but it's like where are these banks curtailing financial crime why is why is it okay you know so long as people are giving the money but then they feel they have a moral obligation to stop the reach of sex workers like that's so fucking ridiculous yeah and it's and this whole uh you know it always reminds me of the like the moral argument reminds me of helen lovejoy from the simpsons (laughs) Would somebody please think of the children? You know, and yeah, and and you know, because, and I'm pissed because it means people like me and you get kicked off and deplatformed because some cross-kissing Bible Belt mom in the States thinks that the internet is all way too filthy or whatever. Well, it just goes to show who gets to have a voice and, like, who will always be marginalized and it's always going to be 
oh, those, and it especially annoys me when you see people online who, even in kink this happens, but especially in queer communities where it's like, oh, we're the normal gays, the quote unquote normal gays, you know, those sex freaks. No, we're not like them. And it's like, guys, you are never going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pointing the finger at other people. Like, like, the, like, like the, the, mere, the mere idea of banning fetish and kink from Christopher Street days is so yeah. ridiculous. You know, and it always reminds me of, you know, my kink, my fetish, my gay life is something that I own and that you and I, we all own together. And it's not meant to be a safe space for families or or like it, it has this this film of, hey, honey, what do we do with the children this Sunday? Oh, I thought in the morning we go to the zoo and in the afternoon let's watch <laughs> yeah. some let's watch the gay people yeah, right. at the parade. Yeah, okay, you can you can do that, but if you don't if you cannot stand the smoke, step back. Yeah, from the it's fire. not a petting zoo. It's not like, oh, <laughs> let's bring the kids to Folsom. Like what the fuck is Yeah, it is a petting zoo, but I cannot go to the petting zoo and say, Oh, but you know, I'm afraid right. of goats. So when I, I buy I'll buy a ticket. But when I see I one goat, I sue you. Ban yeah, yeah, yeah. all goats. Ban all goats from zoos. I love zoos and they are the cutest animals. But yeah, it's like ah, like pride goats. would not be what it is if it weren't for the kinksters who were there, like making that protest a protest. And nowadays to say that they now shouldn't be welcome, it's like okay, I guess kinksters constantly have to move to a new space. And it's but like, you know, you know, if um, it will never happen. But in theory, let it happen in our fantasy when. Kingsters are banned from the Christopher Street day, then there will be a gay kink parade. And you and you can bet where the fun is. Yes, and then people will come to the kink parade and say no more kink at the kink parade. And everybody and every no no and not only that, because because kinksters, you know, just because you call it it does not mean that it's a normal CSD minus kinksters, because the kinksters are the party crowd and t- and drag with them a lot of people who maybe are not into kink, but just want yes, to have a good the time. People, the cool people that want to hang out, or or even just the people who are doing other things that are supported by those people in the community or work in those communities, like drag queens or other performers, like you're always going to have a way better time over at that party. So of course people are going to yeah, go there. But, but you know, that's, that, that is the next thing. Because if you come with like the kids and families argument, you say, okay, it's immoral to have like this guy dressed as a dog or oh, uh, uh, a guy... A guy on a leash, okay, but from that point, it's not very far to say... The same as Santa Claus, sorry. Like, it's the same as Halloween. Yeah, but you know, but it's not good to to uh, have children seeing, like, a man dressed as a woman that can yeah, be confusing. Yeah, totally. And maybe yeah. it's just... It's totally fine in your clubs. It's fine to... If they see an elf at Christmas, but if they see a drag queen, oh, they'll be so confused. Like, But, but, but you know what I'm trying to say? If you exclude one group, then... Then it is reasonable yes. to exclude and then you other keep, groups. Yeah, because yeah. when you opened this box, you can say, hey, well, the kinksters were under allowed, so why? You know, my kids would love to see a puppy, but they are terribly scared of tall, muscular yeah, women. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, like, do you have a little side at all? Because that's something that I've not actually, I, like, I kind of came to uh, it from yeah. that angle. I do have one. But uh, one thing is that 
you know, uh, when you want to put an age label on it. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. I'm definitely not a baby. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need nursery prints and yeah, yeah. it's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to age play, I can enjoy it and like it, but then I see myself more like maybe 14 or something like that. You know, right, a teenage, yeah. teenage guy who either still needs diapers or mm -hmm. gets it as punishment or whatever, something like that. And also... Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to wear dungarees and when I say cute clothes, then more more cool boy vibes mm -hmm. instead of teddy bear cute. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah also, totally. this is, and the thing is, uh, this is also uh, something that, that uh, developed together with my Twitter profile. You know, I was, it's not about herding or hoarding followers. It's more about, uh, I'm, but of course, you know, this whole thing, this popularity rabbit hole you want to create followers and want to create stuff that is liked and so i was very focused like like on the first entries on twitter on this whole sneaker sportswear stuff but increasingly i sneaked in stuff of my little side as well mm. you know with the turtles and lately uh, recently the uh, the spider-man diaper and stuff like that oh yeah that's and, so cool <laughs> and uh uh, yeah, so I have both sides, but the little side is maybe not that visible because it's not so in your face, mm. full blown baby. It's more like, as I told you. Yeah. And I also don't need to permanently like, like put a label on it, uh, age wise or whatever. It's mm -hmm. more like, yeah, a, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, a, it's, it's not, 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 like, not, in my case, it's not exactly a role. It's more like a feeling. A feeling, yeah. yeah. A general feeling of being like, the one the the little guy or what many people like about it like being cared for yeah something totally. like that and i get that kind of like mine feels more like a kid you know that's like been like the like the little brother kind of being picked on or bullied or you know made fun of mm -hmm. or has to wear that yeah. you know that kind of don't bully me i'll feeling. come yeah <laughs> yeah quite um i also didn't realize like how eclectic your kink well I, okay so yeah. no it's it's super eclectic uh i always say like the list of my don't likes or no goes is way shorter than the other list uh-huh which i'm now so, yeah very rapidly approaching so, so so you know on on the internet on dating platforms usually there's the question oh, what are you into yeah, uh, usually they are. It's more easy to tell you what I'm not into. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, because also you have a lot of gear, and I was actually surprised to see like just how much stuff. I was like, oh wow, like w we're getting totally kitted up. And when I was getting all that all the pup stuff together, it was like I I was just I was I was kind of like, how what else is what else is strong in that sphere? Like, because I've never encountered your, like, puppy side or anything. Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, uh, how can I put this? Uh, it has changed over uh, the recent years due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, in the, especially in, like, the first year, you could not really go to events or meet people because everybody was, like, uh, scared or whatever yeah. and had to adapt to a new situation. And basically, people had better stuff to yeah. do. And so, and diapers are nice because it's a fetish that you can enjoy at home for yourself. Yeah. 
And I know I know people can also enjoy themselves for the weekend to be alone and wrap themselves up in rubber. But uh, diapers is, is is nice because you can like wear it mm-hmm. on a daily basis and, and stuff like this. And it's a very comforting and relaxed fetish that you can integrate into life or in other fetishes pretty easy. And so it and and as I told you, it was my first fetish, so it kind of is the dearest one to me, also because if even if it's more popular, it is still kind of something special, mm-hmm. a little bit, you know? Yeah. And uh and so it is definitely like the 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 one that I the one that I use the most, to put it like that. Mm. Um so that is why it's like 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 the most uh present one in my repertoire in my life or in my uh, repertoire yeah but there are many other things that i like what's number two? Oh, yeah so the, the, the sort of question uh-huh. is what is yeah, it yeah. well just like what because i mean like i like all I kinds like... of toys <laughs> <clears throat> okay yes i did actually see also your like bin of restraints is huge <clears throat> my bin of restraints oh yeah but uh as i recently realized i uh, a good amount of it is like uh, broken be- uh, beyond use because of resting there so long. <laughs> For example, I had a neoprene head harness that grabbed rubber cancer. It is basically dissolving. Uh, yeah, there's always no no when it becomes this sticky mess of oh, that's annoying of desperation. <laughs> um, sticky mess of so, desperation. That's a great title for the episode. <laughs> so, so so. Oh God. Uh, so it go, goes down to, to like sports where fetishists, mm-hmm. Kelly, skater, uh, then we have the technical stuff like pumping, electro, all kinds of toys. And uh, yeah, you name it. Many, many things that I do like. What I... Shitting in the mouth of policemen. <laughs> you really like that story, I huh? really do. It's dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah. I see. <laughs> um, oh god. Okay, so where's if you had been in my situation, you would have done the same. Yeah, maybe. If if a policeman asks you that <laughs> a real if a real policeman asks you that question, you do not hesitate. <laughs> out of out of courtesy and as a thank for their service. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, was it? You be a good citizen and do what you want. Yeah, be a good citizen. Was it like kind of hot though, or was it just kind of you're just doing it for it? I mean, because that was the time you told me. First, first of all, first of all, the thing is, I'm not. It it sounds weird if I say it in context with diapers and in context with the cop story, but I am actually not into scat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That you use. I'm not into scat. Meaning for me. I have no problem to shit in a diaper and sit in it or walk around in it because oh, okay. they are made for they are made for containment, the mess itself as well as odors, and it's a little bit bit like farts. You know, mm. your own farts don't smell as bad as those of other guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, they are still not lovely. But I don't know, mine are pretty bad. No, but you know what I mean. You can't stand them better uh-huh. than a, a stranger's yeah. fart. You know what I mean. Yeah. Kind of. And the same is for poop. I mean, yeah. you, you poop every day in a toilet, you know how it smells, and as long and what I'm trying to say is I'm not into scat in the respect uh, of 
I don't like to smell it. I don't like to smear yeah. with it and stuff like this. This is just, again, not my cup of tea. It's totally fine if somebody uh, wants that. But I can stand and tolerate it when I'm shitting in a diaper or, you know, when I poop in somebody's mouth. Yeah. So so this is a way, you know, it, it does not really uh, affect me directly. So it's okay to use it in that way for kink yeah. and fetish. And as you were asking about, like, the feeling, besides all filthiness or whatever, uh, it was a super intense feeling of power. Yeah. You know, this whole domination uh, and and the whole dom-sub dynamic mm. was very intense. It's very intense if you do that. See... Because that is kind of the ultimate humiliation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing. So, so the humiliation, my sort of... I mean, it's everybody has different triggers for what's humiliating, but we can all agree that this is pretty high on the list, I guess. I, like... Uh... Yeah, I guess the reason I was wondering was because when you told me that was the same week that I peed in someone's mouth for the first time, and I thought that that would be... I don't know, because like I, I don't mess, but I wet, and I have no problem with it. But I don't know. I, it, I found it really difficult to do, and then it... I don't know, him swallow... What, what in, a, in, a, in a psychological way? Yeah, like it was really hard to pee, and then I only could in little bursts. And yeah, but it's 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 just the same. It's it, it's the same thing. Um, peeing or pooping in a diaper. It's like uh, when you're uh, diving into the fetish, like for the first couple of times, then it's like really hard, and you need yeah. to have a certain body position and concentrate and imagine. <laughs> yeah. I'm in front of the urinal or whatever, mm-hmm. and meanwhile I can let it flow mm. and go on all sides in every position and situation basically so i guess this is just yeah yeah you need to get used to that i guess i was just like the swallowing i kind of found a bit gross and i was like ah i don't know if this is for me but then i also feel like it's not not for me so i don't know maybe i just need to try it more yeah but the thing is uh you know when you are on the top side or dominant or master side of the scene i'm more open and easygoing about trying things when i'm uh when I'm the top, you know, for example, the guy, I feel the other way. Really? I find it way easier when someone's guiding me. Really? But no, for example, a guy comes, asks, Hey, you want to shit in my mouth? And if I'm a little boost, I think like, we are, you know, could be fun. Why not? But on the other hand, he was like, Hey, I want to shit. in oh, your oh, mouth. Yes. I would have him told. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 that's what I'm yes, trying to yes, say. You no, know, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 I, I would have said no it's, it's, if it was the other way around, but yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. But I kind of like it when someone guides me into something is what I meant. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but this is like 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 mouth shitting is for example definitely something yeah. that I don't want to experience no, no, no. on the subside. No, 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 no. no offense again. Um <laughs> well to all the shit I... connoisseurs out there, but but you know. <laughs> okay, so it's I'm looking at the time and it's we about that time we kinda of need to wrap up. Um but to Finish off. Do you have a yay for today? A like positive, the homework that I gave you. The yay for today yes. is that this week was like ups and downs. Uh, also, and especially in my struggle to find like a new profession for me. But recently, uh, as trying to get into uh, like the creative field, recently 
I am increasingly motivated to do it again. You know, it got a little bit on pause during COVID because there was no reason to do something mm-hmm. or nothing that inspired me or whatever. And it's like together with like that I get more and more positive responders responses. You know, I'm also I'm always very critical of my own work, but I'm I increasingly tried to show it to other people and to get their feedback and whatever. And the positive feedback motivated me to like try to find job, whatever. And uh yeah, on last last week I uh made maybe the possibility for me to like uh find an internship at a big creative agency, whatever. And I got like thumbs up from the guys there that I showed my stuff. It's not their decision. And yeah, basically this like motivated me and, and gave me a little self reassurance into my abilities and maybe that they are they are for more use than to put stupid stuff on diapers. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's so cool. Also, putting stupid stuff on diapers is uh, is, is a, a very noble cause. Yeah, but so far I have not yet found a way to make a living out of it. So far, hey, people would yeah, so people far. will line up for it. I'm sure branded diapers. Yeah, but you know, then not I would make the money, but the brands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so my uh, yay today is uh, actually just going to be. Uh, my friend Cassie, because um, I just saw him, and so I'm thinking about him. And yeah, he's a good friend of mine. And he was the f- I spoke about him in the last episode because he was the first kinkster that I ever agreed to meet. And he introduced me to so much, and he guided me through my first Pride experience, uh, which was this year. Um, and he was there for my first Folsom experience. Um, and I mean, like. I helped him move house, which I would never do for anyone and will also never do again. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. So uh, go check him out on Twitter before Twitter implodes. He is um, at Pup Cassie. Uh, he has two. He's got his Pup one. And then at uh, little underscore Cassie underscore is his little one. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, this has been fucking awesome as hanging out with you always is. Uh, So thanks for listening. Be safe out there, guys. Uh, And be good people. And join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com.
That's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy. Let your freak flag fly.